Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. How you doing? Good to see you. How was your week? Did you have fun? Did you stay safe out there? Did you avoid COVID? Did you get your PCR result? Did you get your rapid test? Were you able to get one? Who did you have to bash in the shopping market to get one? You know, it's tough out there. It's a fucking jungle. It's hard. It ain't easy. Good to see you. Regardless, you're here. So happy Monday. How are you? What's been happening? What's the goss? Has your husband been treating you well? Has your wife been pulling her weight, right? She's still watching that stupid show, I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here, and you just want to watch the footy, but you know, if you, you know, ask her, it's going to trigger some big argument, and then the kids are going to hear it, and then, you know, you're only one more episode of I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here, you know, you're only one more episode away from that, from getting a divorce settlement, so be careful, son, it's a tough world out there, you know? You just want to watch the footy and your wife says like, no, nah, I want to watch this. Uh, Julie, Julia Morris, what, what's her name? I, I never know her name. Julia Morris, she's she's really funny. Why do we have to watch uh, fucking Brad Fittler play the Manly Seagulls? Is he still playing? I have no idea. He's like the only NRL player that I know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay, I don't keep up with the footy. I don't sit around and watch, uh, you know, the footy and uh, drink VBs every day. Yep, that's what's going on. Yep, oh, the um, Rabbitohs are playing. Yeah, that'll be a good match. Is the NRL even on? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't watch the NRL. I don't watch footy. You know, apparently I'm not fucking man enough. I don't do any of that, you know. I don't I don't know. I'm not, I'm not keeping up with the with the footy. And, you know, who, all I know is, right, if you got me to commentate... On a, on a rugby match, in like an NRL match, I would be the worst commentator in the world. All I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, I'd really hype it up and be like, yeah, he's kicking the footy. Oh, look at that. He just passed the ball. Oh, he just scored a try. And everyone's like, it's a little bit more detailed than that. I'm like, listen, what you see is what you get. All right. It's what you got to tell the ladies, fellas. All right. You tell them, you say, what you see is what you get. All right. That's, that's, that's a good way to be honest. You got to be open, you know? Don't bullshit people. Now listen, I don't like to bullshit my audience, okay? I, I understand that people want to see certain things. They, they, they want to hear your opinion on, on certain topics, right? They want to hear what you have to say. They want to, you know, they want to hear your truth, as Oprah Winfrey says. You know how you watch Oprah Winfrey every uh, morning when you're called in sick to school? So, you know, your mom's like, fine, we're going to sit around and we're going to watch Oprah. And then, you know, you listen to Oprah Winfrey. She's like, this is our truth. This is what we're about. We're going to read a, a, a chapter from The Secret because it's about our truth. You know, that's that's what I used to do when I was a kid, you know? Whenever I had to call in sick to school, I had to sit around and watch Oprah Winfrey, you know? I think that's where um, I got my heart from, from watching Oprah Winfrey when I was a kid, whenever I didn't want to go to school because I didn't care about learning about, I don't know, uh, what did you learn in school? I don't know, Charlotte's Web or some shit in English, grade two, I don't know. Whatever. You get my point. I didn't want to do that shit, so instead I got the next best thing, and I sat around, and I watched Oprah. Anyway, how do we get onto Oprah? Oh, yeah, that's right. You, I get messages, and I get people asking me, being like, you know, you should talk about this. Why don't you talk about this? Why don't you, you know, have you, like, where's your opinion on this situation? And it's like, look, look, I, I love supply and demand, okay? I love giving you what you want, Okay? Is, I hope that's what supply and demand means or else I'm going to sound like an absolute moron. I'm going to have a Dave Rubin moment. But in my mind, I think that's true. And we're talking about my truth. So in my mind, that meaning of supply and demand is my truth. So don't try and correct me. Don't get pissed off with me, all right? Don't give me shit. Anyway, uh, I know you guys want to see certain topics, okay? I, I understand 
There are people who message me and they say, hey, why don't you talk about this? This is an interesting situation. Why don't you talk about that? Now, with the, with a lot of the videos that I do, the videos that, you know, I want to make because I know you're going to like it. And then there are videos that I just won't make because I don't care about it and it's a stupid topic. Now, the thing that I kept I keep getting asked to do is like people want me to talk about this stupid Novak Djokovic situation. Now, I'm not going to bullshit you here. I don't know a whole lot about it. And the reason I don't know a whole lot about it is because I do not fucking care about Nova, Novak Djokovic, whatever his fucking name is. I don't care, okay? I literally don't care. I don't care. It means nothing to me. So we're going to, you know, I, I'm, since I don't know enough, and you probably know a lot more than me, allow me to, you know, um, do my research quickly. All right. Novak Djokovic, right? I, he's like Serbian tennis player, you know, multi-millionaire. Can't like get, from what I understand, he's not allowed in the country because he's not vaccinated, some shit like that. Um, okay, timeline of, here we go. Timeline of events. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? What we know. Uh, Novak Djokovic and Australian Open timeline. CNN Sports. Okay. All right, November 2021, November 18th. Djokovic is, I'm really hoping I say that name right. I don't know. I have no idea. Djokovic is granted an Australian temporary entry visa to compete in the Australian Open, a tournament the 34-year-old has won nine times. Djokovic applied for the visa sometime in October or November 2021, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, don't care. Uh, Australian Health Minister Greg Hunt, absolute piece of shit, reportedly writes to Australian Open tournament director and tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley, Tilly, however you say that fucking name, stating that a COVID-19 infection alone in the past six months without full vaccination does not meet the requirements for quarantine free entry into the country, according to a leaked letter published in Australian local media. Uh, right, Tennis Australia reportedly sends a letter to players stating that a COVID-19 infection in the past six months together with an accompanying uh, letter from a doctor would qualify as a valid medical exemption. And noting that players have until December 10th to, to, sorry, let me say that again. Noting that players have until December 10th to submit their medical exemption applications, according to a leaked letter published in Australian local media. Uh, Djokovic attended, attends, attends, Attended, attended, whatever, who cares. Djokovic attends, I can't say his name right. That's really throwing me off. Like, I can't say his name right. That's why I'm starting to sound like an idiot when I read, okay? Forgive me. Djokovic, uh, I can't say his fucking name. I'm going to call him Novak. Novak attends a basketball ne a game in Belgrade after which it was reported that a number of people tested positive with COVID-19. According to a statement posted on uh, Novak's Verified Instagram account on January 12th, 2021. Get to the juicy stuff. Holy shit. Uh, Novak takes a rapid antigen test, which is negative, and also takes an official approved PCR test out of an abundance of caution, according to Novak's statement. Novak's PCR test result came back, sorry, comes back positive later that day, according to a copy of his test result in his affidavit. I hope I'm saying that right. But his January 12th statement says he did not receive the notification of a positive PCR test result until after a tennis event on December 17th. All right, I'm not going to read all this shit. Uh, December, get to January. Where's the, this is, I want to get to the recent shit. Okay. Novak's team submits 
His travel declaration to the Australian Ministry of Home Affairs, which notifies them that it has been assessed and he is cleared for quarantine free arrival according to the affidavit. Affidavit, how do you say that word? Novak receives a border travel permit by the state government of Victoria according to his affidavit. Affidavit, I'm, I'm never going to get that right. Where Melbourne is located and when the Australian Open will take place. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to sit here for an hour reading to you like you're going to bed. Alright, this isn't a bedtime story. I'm sick of reading this shit. Look, the thing is, is that I personally really couldn't give a shit about this situation. I do not give a fuck about a multi-millionaire tennis player who has won this tournament nine times. I don't fucking care, alright? It is a stupid distraction, alright? I see this shit all over Facebook, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, okay? I don't know, like, honestly, if you are that emotionally invested into this kind of situation, you belong in a fucking North Korean prison camp, alright? Who cares about Novak, Novak Djokovic? I can't even get his name right. Who can't, he has a stupid last name. Who gives a shit? Now, I know that's probably going to come across as very, like, you know, insensitive, but... Listen, he's got money, he's fine, he's not a victim. Let's look up Novak Djokovic anyway, like what he's like as a person. I'm sure he's a real star, you know? I'm sure he's a real role model. I'm sure he's not a piece of shit at all. Let's let's check this out. Okay. Personal life, that's the juicy stuff. Where is it? Personal life, personal life, personal life. Where are you, where are you, where are you? Oh my God. I don't care about his record. Alright? I don't care about his stupid Grand Slam record, alright? He should smack that fucking tennis racket over his head. Alright, views on diet. Okay, since 2010, these are Novak's views on, you know, diet, medicine, and science. I'm sure there's going to be nothing nuts in here. Um, since 2010, he, he has been connected with uh, nutritionist Igor Setovajigji. I can't say that name. Fuck, I'm going to call him Igor, who additionally focuses on Chinese medicine and performs... Acupuncture. He allegedly discovered that Novak suffers from gluten intolerance. I don't care about his fucking diet. I don't care if he's gluten-free. You know, I don't care if he's eating gluten-free cookies or not, all right? I don't care. Um, he settled on a vegan diet. Congratulations. Nobody gives a shit. Um, right, okay. Opposition, opposition to the COVID-19 vaccine. During the ATP's Tours shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In a Facebook live stream with other Serbian athletes host, hosted in April 2020, Novak indicated he opposed he opposes vaccination and would not wish to be forced to take a vaccine in order to be able to return to the tour. Novak later clarified his remarks by stating that he is not specifically against all kinds of vaccines, but that he is against forced vaccinations that use specific vaccines that he may not want and that he prefers vaccines that have few side effects. Um, he also admitted that he was not an expert on vaccines. No shit. He's a fucking tennis player and that people who are currently in the field of medicine know more about vaccines. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess anyone could say that. I mean, that's Kind of a fucking obvious one. Uh, Novak, Novak's views on vaccination came under scrutiny in late 2021 in the run-up to the 2022 Australian Open with stipulated for COVID-19 vaccinations. All right, listen. 
The point is, is that he's not vaccinated and he doesn't want to get vaccinated. I'm seriously sick of reading about this piece of shit. I don't care about him. I literally do not. This, this man is not a victim, okay? This guy, like, the fact that people are focusing on this guy so fucking much and they're not even focusing on their own people in their own country, the fact that businesses are closing, the fact that workers are, like, losing their jobs, like, they're facing massive unemployment, the fact that trying to get a rental right now is literally impossible. There's very few... But right now, apparently that all, all that people care about is some multi-millionaire tennis star who doesn't want to get vaccinated, right? Who gives a shit? You know who cares about the Australian Open? Dumb, fat hicks out in Castle Hill who get erections to fucking Hillsong and Brian Houston whenever he gets on the goddamn stage. Who cares about this Serbian fuck? He deserves a goddamn tennis racket smacked over his head. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Why do you care so much about this guy? I don't understand. I don't get it. I literally do not understand why people are that caught up. And the, the reason, actually, you know, you know what? The reason why people are that caught up in this bullshit, okay? The reason that people think this is such a big story that needs all the media attention in the world is because it gives those goddamn COVID anti-authoritarian bullshit artist on Twitter. It gives them a moment to shine, you know? They, listen, these, let me tell you something. These people don't have anything going for them in life, okay? They're not striving for anything. They're not thriving in life. They're just fucking existing, okay? They have existed their whole lives. They work shitty jobs. They flip your burgers, all right? They, 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 they put your shoes and boxes in a goddamn retail store, all right? They make your coffee. They fix your car. They have all these jobs, all right? And there's nothing wrong with those jobs. I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those jobs, all right? I completely understand that people got to do jobs to, you know, feed their families and put food on the table. I get it. All right. I completely understand. But now that this massive, like, catastrophe has entered people's lives and, like, you know, it's really changed the way that we live. Now these dipshits who have had nothing their whole life have found this way to, like, get attention. You know, they, they found a way to turn themselves into victims, you know, through COVID. And, like, they think that they're going to fight this great battle against the government and all this other bullshit, and they're going to fight against, you know, authoritarianism, even though they don't even understand that they've been living under a fucking government control for years, all right? I mean, they, these people have a fucking iPhone, for God's sake, you know? These people, right, they finally found a time to shine through COVID, and they, you know, they, they thought, you know, if I just stand up to the government, or I just say that I'm anti-authoritarian, or I'm against vaccine mandates and all this bullshit, it will give me a moment to shine, and I can feel some shred of happiness in the, in, in my life, you know? They don't have anything, okay? They don't have anything, and since they're a pack of dumbasses, they look at this situation and they think, great, this is so juicy that I can get more attention and more followers through this shit. And listen, you know what? It's easy to shit on these people, all right? I'm doing it right now, but listen, let me, let me, allow me to, like, extend my hand of, like, empathy, you know, allow me to extend my hand of empathy. I understand that you've had nothing your whole life. I understand that you feel like you've been fucked over. It's like when you see those boomers on Facebook and they say the craziest shit on Facebook and everyone's like, well, you know, fucking Uncle Jerry get off Facebook screaming about goddamn QAnon shaman and the fact that Dan Andrews, you know, are sex trafficking kids through underground tunnels even though he's just trying to build trains under there, you know. we A lot of us see that shit and we think, you know, the, the people who rant about that shit on Facebook are usually boomers, right? And it's really annoying, but... The thing is, is that those people have been fucked over their whole life, okay? They feel like they've been slighted, you know? They feel like they've been, 
you know, they, any opportunity that they had was taken away from them. You know, they, they, they can't pay their bills on time. They can't afford their rent. They, they, they can't go to those, those five-star restaurants where, you know, the food's so goddamn good that the, that the, that the uh, waitress is probably going to give you a hand job afterwards because, you know, it's that good. The service is so good. Or, you know, they, they, they can't go to a Five Guys because the burgers are too expensive. So they've got to go to uh, McDonald's and get a Happy Meal and all the Christmas presents that they can get are those little Happy Meals toys because that's all they can afford. And then they can, get, they can give that little Happy Meal toy uh, to their little uh, nephew, Nicky. You know what I mean? They can do that. So the people who've been through that kind of shit, they found this like event, this like cataclysmic event, which is COVID, the effect that it's had on its world, on the world, right? They look at that and they think, now is my time to shine. And then this dumb shit about Novak Djokovic comes in, right? It's like, Blasted all over the media. Dan Andrews gets involved. Scott Scott Morrison gets involved. It's all got to do with COVID and these people. It's like it's like a fucking circle jerk. This entire situation is like a goddamn circle jerk. All right. It's like this all sitting around this campfire talking about how they're all you know they're, they're just victims of of COVID and vaccine mandates and it's like they're fucking jerking each other off like that. Like yeah, we're victims. Yeah, it's really fucking hard. Like. It's so self-indulgent and narcissistic, but I get how these people don't have opportunities, all right? So they look at this dumb shit, and they treat Novak Djokovic, however you say his stupid-ass name, they look at this guy, and they think he's a victim. Listen, Novak Djokovic is not a victim. He is a millionaire who doesn't give a shit about you, and if you're rocked up to his doorstep asking for food, just a little scrap of white, burnt, toasted bread, he'd spit right in your face, get a tennis ball, get his racket, and fucking hit that ball so it hits you right in the fucking nose, alright? That is the kind of guy that Novak Novak Djokovic is, alright? He doesn't care about you, so why do you care about him, alright? He's won nine times. I think he can take a year off and go to the Bahamas and drink a fucking margarita with some broad that he picked off of Tinder, alright? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why am I getting so outraged over tennis? Like, then now I feel like an idiot. Now I'm, I'm getting pissed off. I'm, I'm more just getting pissed off at the reaction, the people. It's just like, listen, you need to stop focusing on this dumb shit. There are things in your own backyard which matter way more, okay? You literally have a guy who is running New South Wales that would rather let, you know, single mothers and their children not get any governmental support because, you know, the fact that they're divorced, like, yeah, that's a cause of the welfare system, right? So when you see that shit in the past and no one says anything and then you come to now where now he is running the state of New South Wales and he's not offering support to anyone who has lost their job or their business, all right? It, 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 this is a guy who literally does not give a fuck about you, and he never gave a fuck about you in the past. But you don't care about that guy. You care about some tennis player who doesn't care about you, and if he had the chance, he'd probably throw you in a camp, all right? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, great start to the podcast, you know. Always starting off with a blast. Um, you know, I just think it's a stupid situation. It's like, is this the hill that you want to die on? Is this what you want to settle on? Is this what you want to write some big Facebook post about that your grandma's probably going to like because all she does is spend time on Facebook? You know, let's stop putting elderly people into retirement homes. Let's give them Facebook accounts, all right? 
It'll stimulate them, and every day when they wake up because they have dementia, they'll be like, Oh, I've never seen this before. Watch this. Oh, who's this? Oh, that's my friend Rosie. She used to come over every Sunday, and we used to play a puzzle together. <sighs> Let them do that, all right? That makes them happy, you know? <sighs> I get these people who, you know, I understand that they haven't had anything their whole lives, okay? They, they've had shitty jobs, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having that job. Like I said, you got to support your family. you got to put food on the table. I get it, all right? But those people who had to do that their whole lives, and they haven't had any opportunities, they feel like they've been slighted, and now that they have this massive COVID event, right? You know, vaccine mandates, everything, all that shit. They look at that as a time to shine and they, they, they find conflict as like a way of like getting an erection, right? They find it better than sex because they're sick fucks and they haven't worked on themselves and, you know, they're, they're demented and, you know, it's, it's like, listen, people feel like they've been screwed over in life, all right? So when they find this way to release their outrage and their, you know, their burning anger inside, you got to let them have at it. I get it. I think it's pathetic and I'll criticize it, but I get it. I understand the, the, the depth of it all, okay? I get it. I really do, all right? People feel like they've been slighted in life. They feel like they've had everything taken away from them, all right? This is the thing. I feel like this entire situation, right? These people look at this like COVID situation and they think like, you know, this is my time to shine. I'm going to be the hero. But instead, they're turning themselves into victims and you, you your victimhood will not turn you into, to, into a hero, okay? You're not going to be a hero, all right? You're just a victim, all right? You th you're thinking how hard you have it and all that stuff. And it is hard. I get it. It is a tough time. But these people who have constantly gotten into these fights, constantly get into these conflicts about this like, huge world event that they cannot control, right? They think they're going to be a hero through it. They, they think they're going to get a large following through it. But instead, they just turn themselves into victims. It's pathetic behavior. It is limp dick behavior, all right? It's not going to get you laid, right? You're not going to get your dick sucked through it. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, okay? Novak Djokovic is out there banging hookers, doing cocaine, playing tennis, whilst you're on Twitter getting into fights with people you don't know arguing for his case. He doesn't care about you, okay? The people that you should care about more are the pe are your own neighbors, are your own people who are being run by a government who would like rather see koalas burn alive in fucking Abu Ghraib. All right? They, they, and then, you know, the people who run the state, they, they like, literally, like, it, it's like they've got this Marie, Marie Antoinette way of thinking of, like, you know, let them eat the cake. Fuck it. They'll be fine. They don't prepare for any disasters. All right? They don't do any of that. But you don't care about that. You'd rather focus on this stupid tennis player. All right? His time's up. Who cares? All right? He'll be back next time. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Who gives a shit? All right? The only people who care about the Australian Open are those, you know, recently single, uh, you know, Sydney Uni college girls whose boyfriend, you know, got his dick sucked by some other girl in a, you know, a, a bathroom store at a club. 
And, you know, he came home with her and, you know, this fucking, the girlfriend was home. And she was like, what are you doing home? And then, you know, she found the girl and it got turned into a fight. And then she had to move out, you know, couldn't live with her boyfriend anymore, recently single. So she found a new place, some place in the inner west where, you know, now she's going to live with a few housemates and she's going to sit on the floor because she's too poor to afford a couch. She's going to sit there eating spaghetti with her other housemates, smiling at the TV like that when really she's literally one more spaghetti bolognese away from having a mental breakdown, all right? That is who watches the Australian Open, those kind of people and those fat housewives out in Castle Hill, all right? That is who watches the Australian Open, all right? Oh, I'm telling you right now, it's stupid to get emotional over, which I cannot talk. I just got emotional over it for the past 23 minutes, 24 minutes, however long this went for. Anyway, let's carry on. All right. Hillsong had a bit of a party. Hillsong had a party. All right. Let's look at this. Let's read out. Hillsong had a massive party, a festival. All the pings were going around. They had drug dogs. They'll pray. They'll pray in Jake to Jesus, you know, praising the Lord while doing lines of cocaine, roofing each other. You know, I mean, that's what happens in Hillsong anyway. They're probably just roofing each other. You know, bunch of sick fucks. Hillsong has issued an apology after allowing hundreds of people to sing and dance at a youth camp. After New South Wales Dominic Perrottet said he was completely shocked by the video from the event. Is he going to do anything about it? Is he going to, you know? Uh, give them consequences. Is he going to find them? Probably not. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, Hillsong authorities yesterday demanded singing and dancing immediately stop at the event. Um, as New South Wales police intervened to ensure future compliance with, with COVID-19 restrictions. <laughs> yeah, you can dance now. You can have fun now. But next time, just um, maybe spread out a bit more. The video shows hundreds of participants maskless. Singing and dancing inside a large tent with performers on stage. Well, I want to see the video. I would like to see the video. Where is it? All right. Hillsong. Show me the money. Where is it? Hillsong event was a disgrace. All right. Here we go. The New South Wales Police have just ruled out fining Hillsong Church for a COVID breach, despite its members being filmed singing and dancing at a youth camp in Newcastle. The Premier had earlier expressed anger and disappointment over the event, saying it was not in the spirit of the rules. It was promoted as a summer camp for youths to create unforgettable memories as they worshipped with their friends. <laughs> But instead of memories, these scenes of singing and dancing are creating controversy for the Hillsong Church. I mean, I was completely shocked last night uh, to see that footage. I mean, it is reckless, actually, to see this kind of an event um, taking place in the first place. The three-day summer camp in Newcastle started a day after new rules came into effect, banning singing and dancing at music festivals, hospitality venues and major recreation facilities. But religious services are exempt. General frustration that there are mixed messages and, I guess, discrepancies across the public health orders. There are calls for one rule for all. Just hoping for some fair 
um, and fit for purpose restrictions um, that achieve the health outcome. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian rock star or an actual rock star, the rules should apply to everybody in the same manner. The organisation has been ordered by health to stop singing and dancing, but it may not end there. I'll take the advice in relation to uh, the, the legal teams at New South Wales Health and if they are in breach, which, which is what the information I've received from the health minister uh, is, then a fine should be issued. Police, though, had other ideas, late this afternoon ruling it out. Hillsong is standing firm on its decision to hold the event, saying it was not similar to a music festival in any way. It says it follows strict COVID procedures and adheres to government guidelines. The church also says it will ask everyone at the camp to take a rapid antigen test before they leave. Cannot find a rat test for the love of money in Newcastle. I have no idea how they managed to rat test all the uh, participants. Han Yuen for 10 News First. Ain't that the way? This is what's hilarious about Hillsong. They literally have the federal government by the balls. They have them by the balls, all right? It is crazy that Hillsong got $42 million in grants from Scott Morrison, all right? This is a church. Like, I'm going to do a church, all right? Listen, I understand people have their faith. I Like, if you're a Christian, like, whatever faith that you have, go for it. I, I don't knock you for that. I'm not, one, I'm not one of these, like, smug atheists that go, hmm, well, you know, if, if you've read the the, the the readings of Richard Dawkins, he'll tell you that, you know, God's fake. <laughs> like, I don't do any of that shit, all right? I don't do it. People are happy. They, 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 they go to church and they find belonging. I completely empathize with that. There is nothing wrong with that at all, all right? I just want to make that clear. But let me tell you something. Hillsong ain't a fucking church, all right? It's not a church. Let's stop this bullshit, all right? This, this idea that, like Brian, like, Brian Houston's allowed to, like, you know, conceal sexual abuse and, you know, uh, let all these, you know, preachers chase all these fucking girls around within the camps with a goddamn chainsaw. Like, it, it's outrageous. And then he's getting $42 million in grants. And he's getting all these rat tests, which workers and all these other, like, poor people in Australia, like, all these people who have lost their jobs and, you know, small businesses, they don't get shit. And, like, the, the, the fact that, like, you got to pay for it and, and Hillsong's probably like, you know, they're getting it for free. It, it's complete bullshit. It, it, it honestly, like, shows you how, like, Brian Houston and his posse has Scott Morrison by his balls, all right? I know everyone says Jenny's in his ear. I'm starting to think the opposite. I'm really starting to think that Brian Houston literally is in his ear telling him what he wants from his goddamn jail cell, all right? Because Brian Houston... He's in a bit of trouble. He's been under. He's been investigated by the police. I've covered this before. You've seen me talk about it. I've been over it a million times. All right. The thing is, is that like, th okay, let's look at this shit. All right. Let's look at this shit. Look, you're telling me that's a, 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 a youth camp. What are they doing as well? What are they ta they're taking pings and they're converting gay kids to being straight? Like, that is not a church. All right. There are a bunch of psychos who, you know, hate gay people and hate trans people, all right? There are a bunch of psychopaths who get all this money from the government and all these resources that the average Australian needs, but they can't even, like, you know, the average Australian can't even afford it. But this church gets it. It's a bunch of bullshit. Like, I, I, this, is, this is the thing. That is not a youth camp. That's a, that's a festival that I used to go to when I was 18, all right? That is a festival that all those white girls from Bondi go to on New Year's, New Year's Day and they take a couple of Versace pingers 
And they, they, you know, they're all chewing gum and sucking on, you know, chop and chop lollipops, all right? Because they're, they're, they're gurning so goddamn hard. That, 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 that's, that's what it looks like. That's not a youth camp. You're telling me that shit's a youth camp? That's not a youth camp. They're not going there to, you know, learn about God and, you know, you know, hold Bibles up in the air. Hopefully one day when the second coming of Christ comes, that they'll get lifted up into heaven. They're not talking about the rapture, all right? They're all, they're all, they're all roofing each other. You know, probably not giving out condoms because these people don't even know what protection is because they all want, you know, kids so, you know, they can get them into those Hillsong youth camps. That's what's going on there. And, like, the fact that Dominic Perrottet is like, yeah, I'm absolutely shocked. Are you going to do anything about it? No. It's like, the, 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 like, this is the thing. The Hillsong has the liberals by the balls. All right? They have them by the balls. They get away with all this shit. They got all these grants. They're tax exempt. They don't have to pay their taxes. And then they get to do this shit. Plus our like rapid antigen test. Alright? And then the cops come in and they're like, yeah, just next time, just spread around. But yeah, keep, you know, taking pings and dancing like your fucking head off. Dancing to, you know, whatever goddamn Christian rock song is, is on stage. I don't know. It's a bunch of absolute horseshit. Alright? It's like, this is the thing where, like, you know, they're avoiding fines by the New South Wales police because, you know, Hillsong has their, you know, has ties to the government. The government tells the police what to do. It is simple as that, all right? The police, like, the like you know, the, the leadership within the police. I'm not going at cops in general, you know. Uh, I'm not doing that at all, all right? I'm not going at police officers. Police officers follow orders. I get it. It's a different conversation. I'm not going to cops. God respect for cops. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, start rapping fuck the police by NWA. It's not what I'm saying, all right? I'm saying that Hillsong has, you know, it's one of the liberals' donors, you know, and the libs let them get away with whatever. You know, they'll find some little technical loophole and they'll get out of it. They look like they're all pinging off their head. You know, they're probably giving out chopper chops because, you know, in waters because they're going so hard. It's probably what's happening, you know. They all talk about like we're, we're, we're at the church, we're against drugs. No, 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 no drugs, very bad. But you know, they, look at that shit. All right, they're all on each other's shoulders, you know. I mean, like, where's the footage where you got that, you know, innocent girl, you know, with they're taking her fucking tits out like that? Probably happening there. It looks like it looks like a goddamn jungle in there. Crazy. Doesn't look like a religious event. Doesn't look like doesn't look like they're there to you know praise the Lord. Doesn't look like any of that. Looks nuts, all right? And they get off it because they can do what they want because they're Hillsong, all right? Do what they want because they're Hillsong. Anyway, I'm moving on from political stuff. I need to be happier, all right? I will not... I, I need to have a smile on my face, all right? Now, let's talk about UFC stuff. I'm putting time codes in the video so you can skip. There are time codes if you're listening on Spotify. Relax. Yes, you can skip over this if you don't want to listen to it. Stop DMing me being like, you talk about UFC stuff too much. So then skip over it. All right, Hazmat Shimaev. Let's talk about Hazmat. Let's talk about Hazmat Shimaev. I want to kill everybody. I come here to kill everybody. That's what I here to do. He's, he's great. Hazmat Shimaev literally is starting to look like a threat. And I know uh, Alexander Gustafson came out the other day um, saying, like, you know, there's a, there's a big possibility that, like, you know, Hazmat Shemaev could be the GOAT, he could be Kamar Usman. I don't know about that. And now that the news has come out saying that, like, Hazmat and Gilbert Burns may fight in April, 
If, this is the thing. Like, I think that's going to be Hazmat's biggest test because Gilbert Burns is an amazing welterweight. He's an amazing welterweight. Like, I know Kamara Usman beat him, but even in that fight, Gilbert Burns got the better of Kamara Usman a fair few times. Like, he, he put Kamara Usman in a bit of trouble. So if Hazmat Shemaev can beat Gilbert Burns, I think Hazmat Shemaev literally might be the next Khabib, all right? Because I'm not really buying into this whole Islam Makachev uh, you know, superstardom thing. I just think he's another Khabib. Like, he's just in Khabib's camp. Khabib trains him. And he's like another Dagestani wrestler. It's like, we've seen it before, man. Like, you know. But Hazmat Shemaev is just, he's, he's a lone wolf and he's coming in and he's like fucking everyone up, man. It's crazy. All right. Let's read this out. Okay, leaked Twitter DMs show that Hazmat Shemaev and Gilbert Burns have tried to negotiate a big UFC showdown. I really wish that happens. I really want that to happen. Okay, all right. Hazmat Shemaev. Uh, yeah, we read that out. The welterweight fighters are amongst, uh, sorry, are among the biggest names in the 170-pound division and talked in private about a prospective match in the coming months. Shemaev released the messages after agreeing to a fight. According to a screenshot of the conversation which Shemaev posted on his Instagram stories, Burns suggested competing... On April, April 9th. Okay. That's the date UFC 273 is expected to take place at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, few fights have been confirmed for that date. And so, Chemayev and Burns would add significant star power to the show. I agree. Make it happen, Dana White. Responding, responding Chemayev has said, yes, brother, let's go alongside a handshake emoji. Uh, Chemayev is one of the most intimidating fighters in the UFC roster. Uh... Signed him in 2020. Um, yeah, he is... Tazmat Shemaev literally is someone... Like, the way he picked up that... Uh, you know, like the way he picked up Lee Jinglang... I hope I'm saying his last name right. The way he picked up Lee Jinglang, like, and nearly, like, killed him. Like, the way he just picked him up like that and just threw him on the ground was nuts. That was nuts. He absolutely dominated him. Dominated him. But Gilbert Burns... Is it like he is a tough guy and he's not easy to take down? All right, he's, he's not easy to take out either, you know. So, if Hasmat can beat Gilbert Burns, I think like Hasmat really might be someone that like Kamara Usman needs to fight before he retires. I really do believe that because this is the thing like Hasmat Shamayev might be like another Juliana Pena where like you know, you watch that fight between uh, Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes, and you start to think, like, yeah, Amanda Nunes is going to win for sure. But Juliana Pena focused on Amanda's wrestling, and Amanda's wrestling isn't great. That's the one aspect of her uh, fighting uh, IQ that isn't, like, as strong as, like, you know, as a striking, as a jiu-jitsu. Like, she's not as good as a wrestler, right? So Juliana Pena focused on that, and she beat her. I was shocked. My mouth was on the floor when I saw that, right? So if you have... Hazmat Shemaev really focus on one of Usman's weak, weak points and you know he, and he's able to take out Burns beforehand I, I think we really might see someone who is deadly we already are but I really think like after if he beats Burns like that's what I'm gonna be like yep yeah, okay this guy is starting to really take on like some serious you know like I just think Gilbert Burns is just like a really amazing fighter who on like you know Let's look at let's look let's look at their records, right? Gilbert Burns is just like he's vicious inside the octagon, right? Great striker, he's vicious, but like you know, Hazmat Shemaev would be an amazing matchup for him. All right, like 
Gilbert Burns beat Tyron Woodley, Damian Meyer, like Stephen Thompson, uh, you know, Dan Hooker beat him, all right, that was 2018, you know, people can improve, like, obviously, Gilbert Burns lost to uh, Kamara Usman, but, you know, like, that, dude, Kamara Usman's impossible to take out, but I, I think if Hasmat Shemaev beats Gilbert Burns, I think Kamara Usman really might need to start, you know, uh, figuring out, you know, when he wants to fight Shemaev before, um, you know, he retires. I think that's going to be a fascinating fight, you know, but um, what are the odds for Gilbert Burns and Hazmat Shemaev? Let's look this up. Here we go. Odds, 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 odds. Opening Gilbert Burns, Shemaev odds for 2022. Right. Ah, shit. Burns is the underdog and Shemaev is the favorite. Um... Burns is at plus 275. Chimaev's at minus 325. Damn. I think, honestly, like, if Chimaev's able to beat Burns, I think, you know, I think Usman's going to come out of the woods, man. I think that's next. Uh, I think that's Usman's next opponent. You know, I really do believe that. How's much Chimaev is just, like, such a vicious, like, you know, smart intelligent fighter like you know he's a great striker he's amazing with takedowns so i think if he can do that with burns if he can chew through burns i think usman's going to start considering chimaev as his next opponent because i don't know who i want to see i mean no actually i think leon edwards is going to fight usman next i think that's the because usman's getting a not usman sorry leon edwards is getting a title shot next so um you know and i think Usman has that fight over Leon Edwards. I don't think he, I don't buy into the hype with Leon Edwards. I just don't. Like, he nearly got dropped by Nate Diaz in their last fight, but Nate Diaz was smoking weed before the fight. So, you know, we'll have to see. But, I mean, look, I think, um, you know, I think Usman beats Edwards. And then after that, I think before Usman signs off and retires, like, I think he's got to go up against Chimaev. I really do. Unless Usman, you know, wants to take the Cejudo route and, you know, sign off as a champion and not have any losses to his record, but we'll see. I don't see Usman as that kind of guy who's going to, you know, retire just to make sure he's the, you know, undefeated champion. I think Usman really likes a challenge, and I think Chimaev's are, you know, it for him. And don't get me wrong, I think Colby did an amazing... Like, the fact that Colby avoided to get knocked out and lasted five rounds with Usman... Shows how great Colby is, and he's like the number two in the welterweight division, you know. But hey, Shemaev's if he's able to get through Burns, Shemaev's is gonna, you know, chew up through that uh, top five welterweight division. We'll see. It's a fight I really want to see. It's a fight I really want to. I want to see happen. I think that's a great opponent for Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns is a tough guy. So we'll see. All right, I need to go get some water. I'll be back, and then we're gonna move on to the advice. That's where all the juicy stuff is, kiddies. All right, I'll be back. All right, we're back. Let's get into the advice. It's my favorite segment of the podcast. Now, if you have any advice that you want answered, if you have any questions, benspieloutlook.com, all right? I've left an uh, email below. Send your questions, all right? Send them. I will answer them. I don't care what your question is. I will answer your question. Please send it through. You will remain anonymous. I will read it out. We will have fun, and we will go through it. All right. Let's get to the question. Husband wants an open relationship. I'm emotionally burnt out. Here's my everything, but should we even be together? Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, I love my husband. 
Uh, I'm 35, he's 34. I love my husband to bits, but our relationship has completely blown up recently. We own a business together, so we work, eat, and sleep together. He has suffered from clinical depression ever since I've known him, but had a massive relapse this summer due to some issues with his side of the family. I tried to help, but have burnt out hard trying to, res- to uh, solve his depression, keep our company afloat, and look after our three-year-old daughter. Jesus Christ, this is uh, starting to sound like a horror movie, you know? You own a business, you're married, you got kids, and you know... You want to fuck? You want to have an open relationship? Jesus Christ. Around this time, I'd gone into crisis mode and stopped doing everything I enjoy or even look after myself properly. I filled every second with either doing something productive for the company, doing things that I thought would take the pressure off him or make him happy and quiz him about his mental state in an attempt sorry, to find a chink in his wall of depression that I could leave out any glimmer of happiness out of or to logic him out of the way he was feeling. This usually ended by me running out of nice and yelling at him in utter desperation because whatever bright side I suggested, whatever flaw in his logic I found, I could still not, I still could not make him happy. Sorry, you're pouring your heart out here and I can't even read this properly. Um, I was angry all the time even when I was trying very, very hard to be incredibly patient. I skipped meals. Damn. Watched every other day and worked 4 a.m. to 5 p.m. most days in and around looking after my daughter, trying to do anything else that could possibly even slightly make my husband feel happier. Nothing was too much trouble. I would do anything, but I was powered mainly by caffeine and inner rage. In November, here's the good part. Uh, I shouldn't treat it like that. This situation, there's no good part. Sorry, I take that back. That's really stupid of me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Slips out. You're on a podcast. You say stupid shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Take that back. It's not the good part. This is where it kicks in. All right. Sorry, sweetie. You're pouring your heart out here, and I'm fucking being an idiot. Um, in November, everything blew up, and he suggested we go on a break. Uh, we're now both in counseling separately. He's back on antidepressants. I'm focusing on looking after myself better and not treating myself as a machine that has to achieve all the tasks in order to be loved. He was right, though. He was right, though. I wasn't happy. We're now working on our relationship, but every time I think we're doing well and getting somewhere, he says he wants an open relationship and that I'm not emotionally intimate enough with him. It's killing me. I don't want to lose him. Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, So the problem is, emotionally, I'm burnt out. I can't talk anymore about feelings. Talking never solves anything or gets anyone anywhere ever. I can suggest a million ways for him to feel happier about X, Y, and Z, but he wants me just to acknowledge that that's the way he feels rather than, in his words, shutting me down by telling me my problem is either stupid or easily solved. But I just can't just acknowledge the way he feels and just sit on it go oh poor you how terrible and then do nothing to make him feel better oh my god i desperately want him to be happy why wouldn't i try to change how he feels the point is i want to be more emotionally intimate with him but i just can't talk to him anymore about any feelings without having my own mini nervous breakdown because regardless of what I do, say, or suggest, nothing in a, sorry, nothing ever penetrates the wall of sadness. Anyway, 
He says that wanting an open relationship isn't because he thinks I can't fulfill his needs, but that was the case. But if, sorry, if that was the case, why would he want one? If I wasn't momentarily failing to meet his needs, why would he even consider that? He says, maybe I'll be happier too if I do the same thing. But the idea of having to expand twice or three times the amount of emotional energy trying to make other men even slightly happy too makes me want to curl up in a ball and die. Oh my god, I desperately want this to work, but should we even be together if I'm too broken to even talk about feelings anymore? This whole thing is killing me. Holy fuck! Oh my god, I need some water after that. Jesus. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, you need to leave this fucking guy. Han, you gotta walk, alright? This is bad, alright? This is just... This is... Like, everything you just, like, told me, like, that is so, like, unhealthy. Like, you, this is so unhealthy. Like, you can't be in this. Like, you're getting destroyed here. All right? This, this, this guy, like, listen, I understand people go through problems in life. I understand people have mental health problems. I'm completely empathetic towards that. But the fact that his solution is having an open relationship, but then he's going to come out and say, well, no, it's not because you can't fulfill my needs. Like, that, we all know that's a load of horseshit. All right? Like, this man is not the guy that you should be with for the rest of your life, okay? Let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something. Anytime someone comes out, anytime you're with someone, you have a partner, like you're in a serious romantic relationship, and they start questioning what they want, or they start questioning the foundation of the relationship, it's fucking over. It's done. It's over. It's, it's over, all right? Like, you might... Sweep the problem under the rug. You might solve it temporarily, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to come back, all right? Anytime the, the foundation within the relationship is attacked or it's unstable or it's not there anymore, you got to get out of there. you got to walk, all right? Because, sure, you might solve it in the interim. You might solve it in the moment. But later down the track, it's going to come back and it's because, you know, one of you is not fully committed. And, like, listen, like... Do you want your three-year-old daughter seeing her father with other women? No. No, you got to consider her, all right? That's completely unfair towards her, towards your little daughter, all right? This guy's an asshole, all right? Listen, I understand he's got depression. I Like, that's... I don't wish that upon anyone. Well, honestly, I really... Like, as much as I'm criticizing the guy, like, he does need to get the help. But, like, you can't be with this guy. You can't be with this man. This is... You run a company together. you got a kid. You're married. Like, you, you, you can't be, like, any, like you deserve better, all right? You deserve better than this, okay? You deserve a better partner, all right? This is your partner, all right? I understand people go through things, but responsibilities creep up in life, all right? When you got a kid and you got a partner and, you, and if you're running a business together, like, you got to put all that shit... you got to put, like, this idea of an open relationship aside. But the fact that he thinks that's a solution... Like, this guy is not your husband, alright? It's it's over. Now, look. I'm not a marriage counsellor. I'm not a divorce lawyer. But I, I, I don't know... The, the, the fact that he's gone through counselling about the marriage... And his solution is an open relationship. Like, I, I think you got to move on from this guy. All right, this ain't. This is not the. This is not the father of your daughter. Okay, that's not me suggesting that you should take the daughter away from from her father. That's not what I'm saying. But like, 
He's not being a father figure, all right? He's not acting responsible at all, okay? All right? You, the fact that you've gone through so much work to try to make this happen and he's not pulling his weight and his only solution is him, you know, sleeping with other women, no. It's over, all right? You're killing yourself over this. Like, you can't skip meals. You can't be doing all this work and he, he doesn't pay attention. Like, listen... I understand you're trying to support him and be there for him, okay? I understand you're trying to, like, help him out and you've done all this work, but he won't budge. Like, listen, sometimes you got to let people, like, go through their own shit, all right? And there's, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. You can try, you can be there for him, you can help him out, but sometimes it gets to a point where, like, it can turn so toxic and it has an effect on your mental, on your own mental health and the way you live your life and you start killing yourself over this shit. You gotta walk away sometimes, all right. You gotta, you gotta look at it and be like, if you ever do walk away, I'm not saying you should never talk to him. Like, you gotta support him, but like, sharing a household with this guy is, it's you're going down a path of destruction. You're going down a path of destruction, okay? You, 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 you sound like a trooper, all right. You're sounding like you know, you're going hard. You're really trying to make this thing work, but you're just not getting anything back. And I feel sorry for you. I really do. This is horrible. All right, I mean, I, I usually we like to have fun here, but like Jesus, I, this just sounds horrible. No, man. I mean, look, I understand the guy's got problems, but like, dude, you, you cannot have a responsive, like, you know, an open relationship. That's completely unfair on you. All right, that, that he's completely like neglecting the work that you've put into the relationship. All right, you deserve better. Okay, there's not much you can do here. All right, the guy needs professional help, and that's his own world. And you can be there to support him. And, you know, you can be there to help him out, but, like, you're not his therapist, okay? The guy needs legitimate professional help, all right? And you going around getting no sleep, getting up that early, going to bed that late, like, that's not helping the situation, all right? He's not paying attention to you, all right? He, I understand the guy's got depression, but he's, he's coming out of this like a complete jackass, all right? I'm telling you right now, like, anyone who questions... The foundation of a relationship, or they're starting to like, you know, question what they want. It's it's gonna be over, it just will, okay? Because like, the I understand people have problems and things can come up and you got to work through them. But like, as soon as anyone's doing that, nine times out of ten, it's over. Or at least you know you might push it under the rug and things might go away, but the problems are gonna creep back. All right, they will. It happens, and like, you know, this is why, like, you need to find a partner who's, like, worked on themselves, and they're stable, and like, look, look, I understand people have flaws, people have problems, I have problems, you have problems, we all go through it, alright, things, we'll have our moments in relationships, and that's fine, like, it'll pop up, but the thing is, is that you need to be with someone who acknowledges it, and they work on themselves, and they don't act like a selfish cunt in the process, and treat you like absolute shit, all right, it's not fair onto you, and it's not fair onto your, onto your daughter, all right? That's terrible. I really hope you find a solution for that. But, like, my advice would be, like, you know, start planning to, like, be, you know, single. Because you can't put up with this shit, all right? Uh, it's, uh, dude, uh, this is so out of my realm. I, I don't know how to answer this without, you know, sounding like an unprofessional jackass. But, yeah, you can't be around this dude, all right? This is toxic. 
like you know and that, that I'm, I'm i really mean that when i say it's toxic you can't you know you can't be in a relationship where you're killing yourself over someone you can't it's ridiculous you can't can't do it you know i don't know anyway look uh like i said if you got any advice questions send them through i'll do my best to answer them but uh yeah anyway Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. I'm signing off. Have a good fucking week. Have fun. Stay safe out there. And if you got any hate mail, love letters, or nudes, you know where to find me. I'll catch you next Monday. I'm shit at goodbyes. You know how I am. But sending you questions. I'll catch you next week. Stay focused. Have fun. All right. Uh, au revoir. Uh, whatever goodbyes is in Japanese. I don't know. All right. I'm signing off. Goodbye. I love you all for watching. Thank you very much. Catch you next time. Bye.